welcome back to a new episode of No Trash Talk. I'm Liv. And I'm Katie. And today we have a very, very, very special episode because today we are having our very first guest interview. Woo! We're yeah, so and excited. We, and we know you guys want a professional. <laughs> Is that the review you're reading at the end? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Guys, yes. disclaimer for people who haven't w- listened to this before, we're not professionals. <laughs> we're, we're the definition of amateur. <laughs> but it's okay. We're just making our way through life, trying to learn as much as possible. And so that's why we want to have guests on as well sometimes because we want to learn as well. Just like you guys want to learn from us, we want to learn from people who actually know what they're talking about yeah in their respective field and by no means is it going to be guest after guest after guest Liv and I will still mostly just be the two of us but maybe like once every month or two months we'll have somebody on to just diversify freshen it up (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly okay so I think our only update is just that we're almost at 100 ratings and reviews and if you guys want to give away you need to just hurry it up. <laughs> that Guys, sounds we're, so we're like eight away. Eight teeny tiny ratings. Okay, so get your sister's boyfriend's dog to review our podcast and then we'll move on. Okay, so we're just going to get right into Trashy vs. Classy. So okay. editor Greg, cue the music. that we had such a great response to our new segment the new trash talk segment I love the segment I also love guys did you die at the music because we I was honestly like peeing my pants laughing when Greg was editing it in it's so intense but it like really hypes you up to talk some trash so anyway I'm I'm obsessed so glad and thank you to everybody who's been sending me sustainable condom links oh did we get a lot i had a couple people say if somebody if there's a company that doesn't ship to your company you can actually have it shipped to this company and the company ships it to you so there's like a loophole so people are really trying to get condoms into my life um so it's really appreciated this is a group effort okay so just thank you for that but no so my trashy moment this week Okay, so this is actually, I wanted to talk about this before, but my husband has continued to pop, to buy completely useless and very trashy baby-proof products that are so unnecessary because they just don't last. He bought all these little plastic corner pieces to go on the corner of our house, and he she literally, our, my daughter, just rips them off the wall, and then it's just absolute garbage. So he did this a few, with like a few different things. One thing I totally understand, like we got a gate, a metal gate, and it actually didn't come with any trashy packaging at all. But for the most part, some of this stuff is just so flimsy and plasticky and things that protect your drawers from opening are just, I don't know. So I'm just like, it's a bit trashy, but I don't know how to tell my husband not to protect her. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like, babe, we don't need this. And then he's like, Katie, I really just want to protect her. But then she, it, in the long run, it doesn't work out. So I don't know what the answer is. I'm sure we're going to have to get more baby-proving stuff in the future. I don't know. That will be an, an update for you to just let us know how that's going. 
Exactly. But my classy moment, I contacted the, I went on my way and I contacted the old folks home that I usually deliver puzzles to. So I do a lot of jigsaw puzzles. And when I'm done, I hate doing the same one over again. Like, like I've conquered it. I'm done moving on. So I, you know, write has all pieces. If it has all the pieces and then I tape it together and I like to ship it there. And they did say that they were accepting puzzles. So I was able to donate 10 secondhand puzzles that I bought secondhand. And then they were secondhand for me. So they were doubly secondhand. And now the old folks who are like stuck in there have things to do. So it's just classy, like trifectally classy. <laughs> trifectally classy. I love it. Yeah, and yeah, I know you and Greg saw some of my puzzles, but I'll just do that in the next run. Yeah, Greg like wanted to become a puzzle guy, and then he was just like, I just can't. He got so frustrated. Also, they're so ugly. He was like, I need some more inspiring photos. Like, this is like some weird-ass painting of like a rainy bench. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So anyway, he wasn't into it, but I digress. So my trashy moment actually involves Greg so Greg editor Greg editor Greg is coming in with the trashy moment Greg bless his heart is like redoing our front yard because Mm. it's hideous we have like overgrown thorn bushes it's really bad we didn't do anything when we moved in so he's putting in flower beds and like doing all this amazing stuff Mm. but we didn't get a delivery of soil because he thought he was just going to need like a little bit. And then we ended up needing more and more. So anyways, he started off getting like a few bags from the garden center, which come in like plastic Mm -hmm. bags. And then now, because each time he's like, okay, well we just need like a little bit more. We don't want to get like a whole delivery. He just keeps buying more and more bags. So we've probably had like so many plastic bags of soil. And I'm like, okay, well that could have been like a big pile just dropped in our driveway. And he's like, I know I'll, I'll know for next time. But the grocery store is so close to our house he's just been like running back there to go to the garden center and so I think like for bigger scale things we're obviously going to make a better effort to do it plastic free but sure it's trashy well yeah it's like he he truly didn't know he didn't know he didn't like he didn't think he needed it and that's like I totally understand yeah yeah it happens yeah and obviously he's never landscaped before you guys are like first-time homeowners like, exactly you, yeah you'll absolutely know in the future yeah I know, and I hope that eventually we'll be able to just have a better idea. Okay, so then my classy moment is, (laughs) so over the quarantine isolation, as you guys know, I did a little bit of online shopping, and I was kind of adding some stuff to my wardrobe, and then I just decided, I was like, fuck this, enough is enough. I'm going to do a shop your closet challenge where I'm going to put a little mark on all of my hangers of clothes. And Mm -hmm. then I'm not allowed to add anything new to my closet, whether it's secondhand, whether it's hand-me-downs, whether it's buying it new, until I've worn every single thing in my closet a certain number of times. Wow. So because there's just a lot of things in my closet that I just don't end up reaching for like I just reach for the same things over and over like the same hoodie the same leggings and I don't wear the cool patterned shorts or the skirt which if you guys follow me on Instagram we had a whole (laughs) skirt fiasco this week but so I'm trying my best to wear these things that I don't wear very often to try and get the mileage out of them and like get my use out of the clothes instead of having stuff or donating it before I even get my use out of it or selling it or whatever yeah I love that and also you could always say there's something that you're just like, I really don't want to wear this. Just take it off the hanger. Only add something to it if you take something away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
because that could be a way if you were like, ugh, I'm so, so, so over this. Like, I really don't want to wear it. You won't feel good in it just if you force yourself. Exactly. And this is, I guess, kind of a way to figure out the stuff that I absolutely, like, that I just keep because I don't Mm -hmm. want to get rid of for some reason. So by putting a little marker on them or, like, keeping tally or something, I'm able to kind of see what I actually really love and what I'm wearing and I think this is super applicable too because everybody I feel like so many people who are in quarantine by now and they're used to going out and spending their money and buying things in stores right now it's an addiction and you don't realize so you're like okay I just spent too much stuff money on too many things that I don't even really need it just kind of hits you like okay I am done done yeah it takes you like a little like a minute to actually realize it really does because you're like yeah, it's almost like a coping thing at first because you're like, yeah. well, I don't know what to do with my time. I don't, I have extra money that like extra yeah. gas money that I'm not using exactly. anymore. And yeah, but it kind of got to the point where I was just like, okay, things are picking back up. Like life is carrying on. This isn't just an endless pit where I'm just going to spend all my money and then, you know, nothing happens. Like we need, I need to just really make sure that I'm still being conscious of what I already have and getting as much use out of as I can out of what I already have. But the ref- the reformation sweatshorts no regrets oh my god no regrets like guys so (laughs) ever since I like took in the butt because I bought them in the wrong size anyway they're amazing I wear them all the time and they're white and I still wear like they're getting dirty but I'm just like I don't care this is my cool shorts anyway whatever oh my god okay well that is awesome okay so we're having a very special guest as we mentioned Her name is Virginia Ward, a.k.a. Ginny. She is coming on to talk to us about sustainable design and kind of more specifically sustainable interior design. I mean, I love switching up things in my house, so I feel like I'm going to find this super fascinating and exciting. Mm -hmm. We also want to touch a little bit on, you know, exterior things of your house, but but the focus will probably be on more interior. We we will say right now up front that we aren't going to be able to get to every question that people submitted. So Ginny is going to do a Instagram takeover at some point. That is the hope. So she can answer all those questions on our Instagram if we didn't get to yours. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, let's get into the interview. So everybody, we are so excited to introduce our very first guest, Virginia Ward, aka Ginny. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to so be excited. here. So Ginny lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia with her two young daughters and her husband. She's been practicing design for friends and family for years and just a year and a half ago started her official business doing anything from consultations to full redesigns. Ginny's company is a course based out of Halifax and it's called Virginia and Interiors. Jenny, welcome. How do I do? Yay. Thanks. Thank you. It's so awesome to be here, guys. You guys are so fun. I am so pumped. Oh, thank Yay. you. And we all have drinks. Yes. yes, we have drinks. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Okay, so tell me, how did you guys meet? Okay, well, so I walk my daughter and dog a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yes. A lot, a lot. <laughs> so basically there's this road I go down like I have a bunch of different paths in our subdivision I was walking by and I saw you with your two daughters and you looked super cool you had this like really short haircut and I was like oh man this girl's like hip with it I gotta like make some talk here and I think your daughter just came out of the hospital or something so I was like that probably I don't know what was happening oh my god (laughs) so it was like a brief conversation but like I met you your husband your two girls we just chatted and then 
I feel like I walked down that road purposely to hope I would see you to say hi. <laughs> well, listen, I was, there was a point, and it would have been, like, around the same time that I was feeling like very recluse, because I live in a cul-de-sac in a very quiet neighborhood, and my husband used to make fun of me saying, anytime I would see a human on the road with a child, I would basically chase them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your stalking was very welcomed. <laughs> But it turned out that we had mutual friends. We ended up at a party together this one time and just, like, seeing each other randomly. So that's pretty much how we met, like, literally on the street. And then we just started following each other, and that was that. On Instagram, not in, yes. not in person. <laughs> I was going to say. And sums it up. Yeah, you – I can't even believe how much you walk. It's a lot. Yeah, I actually – I remember you were, like – are you new to the neighborhood? And I was like, no, like I've been here for five years, but I just started walking down that street. And then I was like, then you saw me a lot because I knew where you lived. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Great. All right. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's how we know each other. I love that story. Okay. So first question, <laughs> how did you get started in this whole field? So in design in general. Okay. So I was totally that dorky kid that would go to someone's house and they'd all just want to like peek around because they're nosy and I wanted to like look around and see like the art and their furnishings and stuff like and even to this day I remember when I think of houses from a kid I don't think of the memories of actually like that I had there I remember the house itself so it was like a passion since when I was little I like to think I got a little less dorky and school forgot about it for a while but then in grade 12 I did an independent study and I could do it in whatever I want and I did it in interior design which was really cool people say you should you know do something like business or uh science or something like that so I, I I went into business I didn't like it Long story short, finally, when I was a full-grown adult, I was like, I can do this. And I left my teaching career, and now this is what I do full-time. Cool. Oh, wow. So you you yeah. left, you completely switched fields. I did. I did. And I love teaching. Uh, when I had the girls, I decided that I would stay home for a bit. And when I was home, that's when I decided to do, like, an official course, and I did online courses. And, yeah, here I am. Good for you for following your dream. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Yeah. You know, it's it's not always an easy thing to do, but I was lucky that I was able to do that. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to take this conversation offline. I have a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) That. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk. Um. So next question: What is sustainable design? So sustainable design. You might hear different terms like eco-design or green design or something Mm eco-friendly. But basically what it is, is when you're making any kind of decisions about furnishings in your home or any kind of renovation decisions, it's keeping the environment in mind as well as your health in mind. So um, I know some people had some questions about, you know, off-gassing for furniture and stuff like that. So it's taking all of those things into consideration when doing a renovation or anything for your home. Interesting. I feel like your own personal health isn't really something that I've ever considered when thinking about sustainable design. It's always like, okay, like better for the planet, whatever, but I've never thought about it in terms of better for the people who are living in the house too. Yeah, so that's that's like more the green design part of it, if you will, because sustainable would be like some of the resources that you use are sustainably like sourced and stuff like that. But with 
the, the, the flip side of that is also it, it's better for your health because of the way that the, these things are produced. Okay, so is eco-design basically the same thing as sustainable design? Yeah, essentially. Sustainable design is more like the you know, like a technical term for this, like sustainable design council and stuff like that. But, you know, it is essentially the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it also the same as e-design? Is that the same thing? So e-design is more in reference to electronic design or email, e-transfer, like that kind of e. Say I had a client in Ottawa, for example. I did a project out there. And when I, at the time, I was flying back and forth. Well, we all know that that is creating a giant footprint that is not necessary. So if you do a lot of the work online and you do an e-design, you can offer a smaller fee because you don't have to take the travel into account, but also you're limiting that travel. So you're actually being better for the environment. So it's not like part of sustainable design necessarily, but it's just another way that I try to keep that eco green vision in the business. That's so interesting. Okay, cool. So how does sustainable design compare to regular design in term, like in general and in terms of cost? So just, I'm just going to start by saying that obviously not everybody's going to lean towards sustainable design. So I also do quote unquote regular design. So the way that they differ, if you will, is I, I hadn't, I didn't always do sustainable design and project after project I was finding that I was, you know, I kept buying new furniture and, and I don't want to say cheap furniture because it sounds snobby, but what I mean from that is like the products that they use in them are that off gassing, for example, um, in the fabrics and stuff that they use. What does that mean? Sorry. Off gassing. Yeah. Sorry. So off gassing is when you have, it's literally gases that come out of your furniture, your floorings, anything like that. From the glues that they use, the foam, the fabrics, and like right down to the the wood even sometimes that they use. So basically, if you think about it, the the less costly a piece of furniture is, the more high production it is typically. Mm. And they're typically using less eco-friendly or human-friendly items in it. So basically what ended up happening was I kept buying all these things for my clients. And then one day I was like, this does not mesh with me. Like I, I'm all about, you know, sustainability in my home and in my life. And so I had to figure it a way to kind of fit with me and my vibe. Don't know if I actually answered your question, but <laughs> okay. well, I think we wanted to know, like, how does it even differ in terms of cost as well? Like why would somebody purposely choose not to go the sustainable route just because they don't care about the environment well i mean some people some people might say things like oh well you know i already i already recycle like oh well that's cool (laughs) you know we could all try and do a little bit more um and yeah like recycling is awesome like keep going keep composting keep doing all that stuff um but some people don't see it as big of a thing they don't understand it's like it's an education thing really and people don't understand the impact that it can have on the environment and even on on themselves so the other thing is it can be a little bit more costly but when you think of it if you're buying a quote-unquote better piece of furniture it's going to last you longer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's actually it's more of an investment 
Yeah. So it does take that clientele that doesn't want that quick fix or is not interested in flipping their furniture all the time because we know that we live in such a disposable uh, Mm. society now that people are like, ooh, that sofa is so last year. And you're like, what? And good design should not last only a year. Good design should be, it, I don't want to say eternal, but because you should yeah. design around your style and your taste. Kind of like fashion. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, same idea. Yeah. So cost-wise, it can be, but I, I look at, I kind of pitch it more as an investment because that is what it is. It's more of an investment to yourself, to your home, and to your the longevity of your, of your planet, so. And that can be the same with a lot of zero-waste things. Like some things are a little bit more expensive up front, but they'll keep you from having to replace them over and over again which in the long run can save money so yeah so no, exactly yeah. like the period cup yeah exactly yes, yes big fan of the diva period cup. yeah no it's so true it's just like on a smaller scale like so you spend 40 dollars to get this cup and which is like obviously four times the price as a box of tampons but it literally saves you money after four months and then you're good for like five years. Yeah. So the yeah. same thing with like, I'm sure with a couch, if you get a really amazing, well-built couch, it's going to last you 15 years. It's better than the couch that you're going to have for four or five. Yeah. I mean, think of it. Think, <laughs> what do you do with those tampons? You'll flush them down the toilet, you know, mm. but with your diva cup, you keep it and you keep using it. That couch, I'm not trying to shit on people who don't, who, you know, who can't afford or choose to afford sure. a, a more expensive one, but you're not going to throw it away after a couple of years. It's going to stay right. with you, right? Yeah. So. Well, we do have more furniture-related questions later, so we'll, we'll dive yes. deeper. Okay. <laughs> so how do you use sustainable design methods without spending a lot of money? Do you have any, like, tips or hacks? We had a bunch okay. of questions on that. Okay, so my favorite, and, and you guys actually touched on this in one of your past podcasts about sustainable design, but is to shop on the marketplace and Gigi. Uh, go to, well, not right now, but eventually flea markets, things like that. So anything like that where you can find pieces that are loved and beautiful but are not crazy expensive, that is a fantastic way to start sustainably. And again, going back to those VOCs, the chemicals that get put off, if you're buying an antique, first of all, depending on on when it was produced, it's vintage maybe because vintage is like a little bit more 70s kind of you know a little bit later but antique is a little bit older it's not going to have those same chemicals in them so right. you're not getting those vocs from those either so it's like a win win true so, yeah that's a good point yeah and then another thing is is just anything that you have around i always say shop your home and i know it sounds really silly but people tend to get stuck in a, uh, you know, they put their furniture in a place and then it's there for the next however many years, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, same room, same throw cushions, everything. Right. But in a home that's well designed, or not even actually, doesn't even have to be, but in a home, you have maybe you have some toss cushions on your bed and then you have some on your sofa. Well, try switching those up, switching them around. You're not buying anything new, you're not adding anything to the ways because you're not throwing anything away you're just switching things up in your home 
Liv, you do this all the time. You always rearrange that. And it actually can make the biggest difference just moving a mirror or like a coat rack or whatever it is. Yeah. No, I know. It's like my favorite thing to do if I'm having like a life crisis is to just move my furniture around (laughs) and it solves your problems. You're like, new life, new me. (laughs) Liv, you took apart one of your Ikea desks and made it like two different things or something. Yeah. And we made like a little vanity in my room for to do my makeup and stuff out of an old Ikea shelf Greg just mounted it lower yeah yeah well so yeah so shop your house that's awesome it's like one of my favorite things to do we're talking about like interior design obviously right now but when we when you think of sustainable design does that also mean the structure of your house in terms of using more glass or more wood to build it or you're building it in a certain way do you have anything to do with the actual structure of a house in your field so you definitely I definitely can you can also it would be beneficial if you're looking at building a sustainable home there are construction companies out there and contractors out there that will specialize in this and they will Mm -hmm. guide you along the way it definitely has to do with you know you can get sustainably sourced wood for your home to be built uh position even window positioning in the home to maximize the sunlight in and even the sunlight that doesn't come in for cooling and heating purposes, the type of glass, how many pane glasses. So yeah, there are all kinds of different things for if you're going starting from scratch, but definitely look into a contractor that has a passion about that because it does take resourcing, you know, a little bit deeper digging sure. to get those resources. But if there's someone who already does that, they're going to be thrilled to have you on as a client if you're passionate about it as well. Okay, so just so we're super clear, sustainable design means both the exterior, the way the house is built, and the interior piece. Like, it's a blanket statement for anything to do with your home that's done sustainably, right? Correct. Okay. Okay, yes. got it. You got <laughs> it, you got it. Just wanted to be crystal just clear. getting yeah. on the same page. For sure. <laughs> okay, question. In your opinion, is it better sustainability and cost-wise to build a new house from scratch or to like totally update the house you already have? So I guess that really comes down to budget. If you're on the market to buy a house, so there are two different schools of thought because building a new house, obviously uh, you're taking out the footprint, right? right? So there's that side of it and then all the processes of, even if you're doing sustainable wood or whatever it might be to build your home sustainably, you're still, you know, all the products still have to get shipped to you, moved to you, all the trucks have to go. So there's that side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas versus, versus buying a home that already exists and then outfitting that home to be sustainable. There are, it, it really just depends on what your ultimate goal is. That's really what all I could really say about that is, and, and cost-wise, like it's going to cost you, um, more to build a home that's sustainable as opposed to you like know updating a, it so if you're going it's it's going to cost you more than a cookie cutter home if you will and then if if you're outfitting a home that was pre-built then you can kind of at least design it the way you want it to the things that are going to be harder and more costly are things like moving windows adding on solar panels stuff like that that's mm-hmm. going to be more costly but. you got to think that it's better for the environment to update a house that already exists 
Yeah, I mean, it all just depends on how extensive those updates are going True. to be. Yeah, so. I guess if you need, like, if you're adding on a big part or something, it's kind of the same. Like, you still have to get everything mm. shipped. In. Yeah, yeah. Or solar panels, you need, like, a certain amount of sunlight per day. So if you can't do that and you're still on an um, oil tank, then it's not going to be as clean as if you knew that you wanted to have full solar and you picked a lot where you could do that. Right. Right. So it just, it really just depends. What would you say are the easiest ways to turn your existing home into a more sustainable one? Like what are maybe the top ways that you would suggest Mm -hmm. to people? I would recommend doing your homework first of all. So if you have a piece of furniture you're looking to replace, instead of just going online and typing in blue sofa, uh, and then having anything that comes up, do your homework, look at, and I'll get, I'll have some little resources here that I'll tell you guys about, like some different places to go look for some products, but like look for a company that has a good mission statement that has sustainable products or products that are made in Canada. That is a, that's a really a big one because a Canada has different regulations, although they're not nearly as high as they should be for what is allowed going into these products, but also just local as local, you know, as local can be when you're shopping on a large market like that. Even, um, there's a company called West Elm. It is an American company, but they have a full line of all sustainably sourced furniture products. But then you have, say, uh, Structube, which is a Canadian company. Oh, I love Structube. Yeah. So, like, it's big fan. They're more local, so your shipping is not as much, and you help, you know, they do have some more regulating things here. So there are two different ways of going about doing that in your home. But I'd say do your homework. Research and look for things that mesh with you. It doesn't have to be full clean because you know that can get expensive and that can get exhausting to resource unless you hire someone like me of course (laughs) (laughs) okay that's so good to know like I didn't really even I've never heard of that West Elm company like it would be great to get a few resources from you for sure yeah places like if you're looking for like a rug or something like that there's Velvet and Loom that is here in Halifax and they are they do antique rugs and stuff um then you talked about Tabrizi one of you did. The I rug have company. something from Tabrizi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. And you can buy rugs there that are 60 to 100 years old. The rug in my living room is 125 years old. The one in my kitchen is 100 years old. You're going to pay, mm. but but you do have the sustainable things. You can pl- go to places like Etsy. There's Foxwood Vintage, uh, Great Village Antiques. So, you know, all kinds of good things like that. Good places. Okay, can't wait for that list. We'll put that, we'll post that for people. I mean, I know this is not your expertise in terms of like the outside, because I know you're more on the inside. Yeah, the easiest ways to turn your house sustainable, like are there any kind of bigger picture ones? I don't know if it's adding a, one of those toilets that shoot the water or like, you know, adding (laughs) um, some rainwater collector thing. Like, is there any easy stuff that can turn like the outside or the whole holistic House? Okay, so as far as the bidet goes, <laughs> I would really say that that's a personal choice. <laughs> Not everyone likes having their butt sprayed by water. I think I'd love I it. Do, I do know some people, and I, honestly, toilet paper is a thing in my house, but I do know some people that use cloths, put them in a hamper, and hopefully they do daily washes. You know, so that's an option if you don't like having your butt sprayed. 
but no pun intended rain collectors are awesome there's like those those big barrels even outside your house those are Mm -hmm. fantastic I feel like Um, the kind of the main thing that people think of like the first thing that I think of is solar panels and I have no mm -hmm. idea how hard that is to do like is that like a full-blown reconstruction do you know yeah, so solar panels are not a reconstruction, um, and you do get some rebates with the government, although there's there are some little things in there that people seem to be a little bit frustrated on, but you don't have to re-outfit like, your whole house. One thing is, is you would like to have a relatively new roof on because when you put those solar panels up, then they're up, and if you have to redo your roof, then that's going to be a bit of an issue. Right. But they just go on to your home. It is a good starting point. We looked at doing it at our house. Unfortunately for us, it wasn't the right fit for our, our home. But, you know, like in terms of the way in your terms house is. Of, yeah, just the size of our house with the sunlight that we get. And there you do reserve it. For us, the cost offset wasn't there for the installation versus what we get out of it right and I know it's not all about costs but unfortunately we all live in a world where we need to pay for things we all have budgets (laughs) we all have budgets that's right I'm sure Um, Elon Elon Musk has a budget no I don't know about that okay if he does I want his budget Okay. If he has a budget to send a bunch of satellites into the sky for like basically fun, then yeah, if that's a budget, I'll take it. <laughs> Same. Okay. What is your opinion on tiny houses, tiny homes? Tiny homes. Um. Okay. So I think tiny homes are great. I actually am working on a tiny home project right now, which is a ton of fun. The only thing about tiny homes, there's this funny thing where like if you're doing a tiny home to plop on a piece of land and to live there, I think that is awesome. If you're doing a tiny home to trek around the country and drive it from here to there, then there is a little bit of defeating the purpose there where I didn't even know people did that. I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, so I mean it's not it's not a it's less common, but it is it, it is a thing. Like they go on a trailer and then they'll there are like these little communities and they'll go from one community to another community and that's fun. And I think it's fantastic to see the country, to see the world. But if you're hauling basically a house and you're driving a big truck, you know, there is, there is that side of it. But yeah, for sure. I personally think tiny homes are awesome. I have tried several times to convince my husband to move out of our 3000 square foot home into a tiny home but he with your two kids with my two kids yeah you guys yeah. that's the same reaction that I get from him he's like no are you insane we have two small children it would never fly <laughs> it seems like a good idea in theory but but yeah. I guess are all tiny homes they must fit into a certain structure like are all they they all the same relatively dimensions like what makes it a tiny home um okay so I actually don't have a direct answer for that in the sense of like I don't know what the exact dimensions are yeah um and it seems that an actual tiny home variation like it varies quite a bit Um, as to what it is because some of them are built as I said to be on trailers to be transported and some of them are on site and the ones that are on site they can be they can be larger Mm. so but I don't know what the actual technical Mm. size to a size term is for what a tiny home is yeah because when you think about it a lot of them look kind of like call them here like trailer homes which are like right. kind of the, the rectangle ones but I guess the difference is I feel like most people who build a tiny home make it 
off grid or like fully sustainable so that it's Mm, maybe I'm wrong in that but (laughs) I feel like at least what I see on like Instagram and YouTube it seems like people are building them to be fully off grid or like partially at least whereas it's not just a small house it's like a a thing you do for sustainability reasons yeah exactly it's more of like a lifestyle Mm -hmm. as opposed like it's not like oh I just want to live in a tiny house (laughs) I don't think there are many people out there that are like I want to live in the smallest space possible (laughs) yeah it's more of just like a a lifestyle choice so so yeah I'm guessing like the people who are doing that are are going to have a smaller home so they don't have that same footprint right true yeah that this was my question for like personal reasons (laughs) the next one do you want to ask you can ask well, I just wanted to know, so I have to get my roof done. I don't even really know okay. what a shingle, I don't even know what shingles are made of, like what tar, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what's better? Well, I know metal roofs are more expensive, mm-hmm. but what's better for the environment long-term? Like what are your thoughts on metal versus shingle roofs? Okay, I actually love metal roofs. I um, do too. The rain, when it rains, it sounds oh, so beautiful. <laughs> It does. Um, hopefully you have some insulation in your attic. So you're not going to get that beautiful effect necessarily that you wouldn't say a cabin. Yeah, the metal roofs have a much longer life um, than a shingle roof does. And like how much longer? Like like double? I would say double. I would say double. We'll go with that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can get them in colors, I guess, if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah you get them I, we were driving people have them like yellow and like orange and like all these crazy colors uh, no thanks yeah I know from a design standpoint I, I wouldn't highly recommend any of like the cobalt blue roofs or anything like that but I mean you know if people want to do that it, it is an option so that's fun it's fun to so have options environmentally though like yes so it lasts longer so that's good the, the material is that better too Yes, because the production of the tar and then the, even if, like, even when you think about when you're walking by a house that is getting roofed, I don't know if that's the right term. Um, but, I correct you. Yeah, <laughs> but you can smell it, right? You can, you know what's exactly. happening because you can smell it. So you can, you know that those, you know, the tar and stuff that's coming off. Um, so yeah, the metal, I would say the metal production is probably the best, the best route. Okay, so now we have some furniture-related questions. I guess you kind of answered this already, but we'll ask it. So what are some sources for eco-friendly furnishing? So if you're looking for actual furniture, like I said, anything that would be local, uh, locally made, so anything Canadian-made is always, I always try to go there first for Canadian-made products. And then to source out some, a sustainable companies or companies that at least have some sort of emission statement that helps the environment. So there are some Canadian companies. There are places like, I never know how to say this one, Cavus, K-A-V-U-U-S. <laughs> um, and it's a Canadian made company and they don't use any harmful chemicals and they have like a mid-century or custom furniture design. Mm. So that's a cool one. And then the West Elm that I talked about, uh, West Elm Canada. So they do have shops in Canada. It's an American-based company, but they do have uh, Canadian standalones. So you can get it shipped from Canada. There is uh, Canadel, which I feel, <laughs> I feel like like your parents would know about Canadel, <laughs> but it is still relevant. They are Canadian made in Quebec and they follow environmentally friendly processes. So then there's a source that is new-ish. Um, it's called Goody, 
G-O-O-D-E-E. Hmm. And it's pretty cool. It is they're sustainable products from around the globe, and they're sourced by a company in Montreal. And they have a wide variety of things. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of large pieces, but they do have some accent pieces and some really cool uh, accessories that are, as I said, all sustainable, sustainably um, sourced. So, and then always my my go to is always Etsy. I love Etsy. Right. You can find so much on there, all the different kinds of creators. You can find large furniture, you can find accessories, you can find like just straight up fabric. So what's your yeah, favorite and- thing to look for on Etsy? Like what's your favorite thing to like shop for? <laughs> oh my word. You know what I do is I actually don't shop for anything specific. I, I'm a huge antique fan. So I usually just type in like, antiques <laughs> and just like browse for hours. <laughs> so there's nothing specific. I also really like looking at cushions, like people like top throw pillows and stuff yep. because people have amazing, amazing products up there of like hand dyed things or hand painted or crocheted or whatever it is. Like there's so many out there. If I added up the hours that I antique online, (laughs) I could probably do a lot more with my life. (laughs) That's probably how you find the gems though, because you're always just on looking. Yeah. So it's kind of like to go back to shopping for clothing. Like it's kind of the same idea. You don't go to Frenchies or to Value Village or like somewhere like that and expect to find a gem every time. Yeah. You keep going back. And then one day you're like, you score you have like a major score it's the same thing with shopping for anything on marketplace or anything like that you've got to keep going yeah uh, you've, you've got to continue to go back and and seek and shop and and actively look otherwise you're gonna miss those things and actually on my instagram i will when I, <laughs> sometimes i get so deep into it into my antiquing that I just start taking screenshot after screenshot and I'll actually post them if they're local and I'll be like some because I can't I can't house all these myself (laughs) (laughs) I love that so actually yeah I'll post them I'll be like someone please get this it needs a home so if you're into antiquing every now and then I'll throw and sometimes I throw on the odd funny one too because man there are some good ones up there (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna follow you so that I can see those updates (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) okay so Katie we're just talking about where to buy sustainable furnishing and furniture. Mm. So, okay, let's go back to off-gassing. So we had some questions about furniture items that don't off-gas. So you mentioned buying antiques because they would have already, they're too old, I guess. Like No, yeah, so antiques is one, obviously, like we said. But the other thing is, is really, again, do your research and, and look up companies that have fewer chemicals in, in their processes of or harsh, harsh chemicals. Because that's what it does. You know, you'll read a lot of them that will say um, no harsh chemicals or low VOC, especially when it comes to paint. So paint is a big one, and I will mm. get back to the furniture, I promise. But just while we're talking about the off gases. So paint used to be, I mean, think of it, it used to be like oil-based and like crazy VOCs. People would paint rooms and they would have crazy headaches for weeks after because it's still putting those gases. And and then not to like put the fear of God in anybody, but like your furniture is actually putting off those, those off gases 
not just initially when you get them, but they're doing it that up to like for years sometimes. And if you think about like, Katie, you have a little one and yeah. she's, you know, on the floor all the time. And if you have a vinyl floor that isn't um, sourced, pro- like properly sourced or a rug that is made of synthetic materials, which lots of people have, those are putting out those, those VOCs and the, and the off gases. So all those yeah. kinds of things you want to think about. So like, oh, if you're getting wall-to-wall rug, for example, which I not many people do nowadays, but if you are, you know, you want to look for like a wool rug with a natural rubber mat. Same as always, if you're getting a rug, I always want to get a natural fiber rug. So a wool rug is always a really good go-to, a wool or a silk or a combination like that. And that's where like somewhere mm. like Tabrizi comes in. They do carry some synthetic rugs, but the majority of their rugs, they're almost all wool and silk or 100% yeah. wool. So when you're I doing guess, things like that. I guess you would be buying secondhand at that point if it was wool or silk because Liv and I don't purchase animal products. But if it's secondhand right. and like the damage was done, we're more open to that. But yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then that does make it a little bit trickier because sure. a lot of sustainable products are like... yeah materials mm-hmm. are come from that from animals are very kind of I know I love them dearly so it just kind of depends and again you like I said before you have to do what meshes with you as well not every not everyone's going to have those same options but when it comes to actual furniture I would really go dig deep and see if they have anything that says that they're using you know environmentally processes or fewer chemicals Mm -hmm. or anything like that because like I said it's the glues it's the foams Mm -hmm. it's you know the fabrics all that kind of jazz it's almost like if you did want to buy a sustainable home you really do need an expert because it's for the floor it's the paint it's literally every aspect of your home and that could drive you crazy doing all that research yourself yeah yeah I definitely can and that's why I said like especially if you're doing a contractor you're going to want someone you know from Mm -hmm. building you're going to want someone as I said who's passionate about it because it can be a lot of work yeah I spent three days looking up sustainable condoms so I don't know how I would handle a house (laughs) I was literally just about to say that (laughs) if you're passionate about condoms you will look for days (laughs) okay so here's what we thought we have some questions from our Instagram that people Mm -hmm. sent in so we're thinking of getting you maybe to do an instagram takeover on our account where you can go on and answer the questions so you can either talk to the camera or type it whatever but we can give you the questions and then you can answer Uh, the people totally i would love to do an instagram takeover okay perfect Okay. And I loved your I loved your vegetable garden. I actually planted mine today, and I listened to your podcast before I did it. It was great. Yeah. Oh my god! Did it. you actually yeah. get tips? I did. I did get some tips. Yeah. And why nothing grow? <laughs> well, no, this is not my first. I have. i This is my third year for vegetable garden. Yeah. No, but I still had tips, and I have a tip that is. <laughs> I plant. I well, no. It's like a don't do. Oh. <laughs> it seemed like a really good idea and I saw like I was like seen it on Pinterest but I planted my seeds in egg cartons to start and then they yes. grew really well putting them into the ground today was awful so, like I, I don't know if it's because they were so small but basically like there was no soil so it was just like a bunch of roots floating around that I, tr- I was trying to translate and they wouldn't mm. stay up and mm. anyway it was still good though at the end of the day I felt like I felt good at it because I could just throw those into the compost and we were good to go but 
here. There you go. But I loved the egg tip that you gave me. Boiling the water. Oh, good. Yay. That was awesome. Okay, well, should we get into our game? Yeah. Sure. Is there anything, I guess first, before we even get into that, is there anything you just want people to know about sustainable design as a whole? Anything kind of like last words, I guess? Yeah, I guess I would say that don't fret about it. Like, first of all, like, don't sit in your home listening to this and look around and be like, what am I breathing in right now? Well, yeah, just wear your masks inside the house now, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you take baby steps if you have to, and that mm. is perfectly fine. Like, baby steps are better than no steps at all. Uh, if you're not even in the market right now, just wait. And then next time you have to go purchase something, just try and make a more educated decision on that. Um, I love that. So, and that's yeah. kind of how and, Liv and I tackle everything in, like, the zero-waste sustainable realm. Yeah, yeah that's kind and of that's, our And thing. that's perfect. Yeah. Because if you try to do it all at once, it's too stressful. And then, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, you're living in a great sustainable home, but you hate your life so there's nothing fun about that (laughs) I will apply this the next time I have to get we're gonna redoing this basement so I need to get a sectional at some point so I'll have to do my research on how to do that and like the other pieces that I go I'm just gonna have to make you know baby steps here and there that's right exactly baby steps for your baby think of it that way I always think of my kids true true you know when you have kids it's easy obviously but if you have pets even like your dog your cat they're laying on those surfaces too and they're living creatures they're breathing in that same stuff so okay it's time for our game okay so we'll get editor greg to cue the game music and then katie's going to ask you some would you rather questions are you ready (laughs) I think I am. Would you rather, now this is, I, we always stress for life. <laughs> like, this like is like for, for life. life. Like, would you rather for life? Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> would you rather have no plants in your home or no mirrors? Oh, man. <laughs> that's like, a, that's almost a mean question to a designer because like mirrors serve a purpose, not just looking at yourself. Um... I'm going to go with no mirrors, though, because plants have so many more benefits. Yeah, you'll just have to look in the pond to do your makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get out a really shiny spoon or something. I'm sure I can make it work. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather have a painted accent wall or a wallpaper accent wall? (laughs) I'm going with painted only because I... If you want to switch it up, it's easier. In mm. saying that, there's some really good, easy-to-remove wallpapers, but it depends on the space, but I'm going to go with painted. Okay. Would you rather have no paintings in your home or no rugs? No rugs. 100% <laughs> no rugs. Really? I, I, okay, remember I said I was a dorky kid? No joke. Mm. I have been collecting art since I was nine. I got a painting for Christmas every single year. I'm okay. a major art fan. So, yeah, okay. no rugs. Although I do love rugs, but mm, no. Okay, gotcha. Would you rather a wood exterior house or a brick exterior house? Wood. Okay, Definitely more wood. like cottagey vibes. Yeah, well, it's also you can change the color. You can paint the wood. Brick, you can paint, but it doesn't look nearly as cool. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and brick needs to be repointed, which is expensive. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but we, we won't get into it. Okay. Would you rather have a 
absolutely hideous kitchen or absolutely hideous bathrooms, every bathroom in your house. Hideous bathrooms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That I, probably have, I probably would have said kitchens when I was younger, but <laughs> now, like, the kitchen I'm in 24-7, as I'm sure you can attest to. Yeah. Uh, but in bathrooms, I'm like, I don't even get privacy, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. True. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would you rather a house with all bright orange walls or all aqua walls? Oh, no. Do I really have to pick one? <laughs> For I'm life. Be homeless. No, I'm just <laughs> I'd rather live in the woods in a treehouse. Yes, hundred percent. No, um, okay, so I'm gonna go with aqua walls because they're closer to blue and I'm a big fan of blue. Uh yeah, so I'm gonna go with aqua. Okay. Would you rather a bowl of fruit as a centerpiece or a vase of flowers? These are tough. Okay. Uh fruit because if it's for life, I'm going to go with fruit because I can eat it. And I'm a big fan of eating. Same. <laughs> big time. But I love flowers. But we'll, we'll keep them in the garden. Okay, cool. True. Would you rather a house with only showers or only bathtubs? Only <laughs> bathtubs? More practical. More practical. A bathtub? Well, if, if, you, if you have kids. I See, this isn't my problem. Right. Yeah. Of course. But I, but I very rarely bath as much as I would love to. <laughs> I get in the bathtub every night with Lyle. I don't know how to bathe her any other way. She's too slippy. Oh, my God. My sister did that, too, and I couldn't even believe it. She was nine months pregnant and getting in the bathtub with her two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're crazy, lady. <laughs> There's, like, 20 toys in there, too. It's so squishy. Okay. <laughs> I digress. Would you rather a sleek, chrome, modern vibe of a home or a boho-style home? Boho definitely boho yeah is this whole sleek chrome modern thing is that going to come in and out or is this the future no it's you know what i'm gonna say it's actually going to go out because um especially like if you think right now think of how much time we're spending in our homes and think of the vibe that you want you want that warm cozy vibe you don't want to be like don't touch anything oh i need to polish the chrome again (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean it's it's obviously to taste but I think I don't think it's here. It's going to go in and out. Definitely in and out. Not here to stay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather flowers as decor or leafy plants? What about leafy plants that grow flowers? No. They don't exist in this question. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> leafy plants because they help with, they actually help with like the air in your home and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So we're going for benefit purpose here. Okay. We have two more left. Would you rather completely bare windows or curtained or like whatever windows? Okay. So if we're going on a sustainable thing, I'm going to go with curtains that are lined because you close them off and they keep the cold out or you close them off and they keep the heat out. In in saying that, I don't have curtains on most of the windows in my house, but I should. I should. Um, would you rather have no ac- no accent pillows in your house or way too many? <laughs> My husband should answer this. Way too many is the answer. <laughs> I can shop. I can shop from home with throw pillows for years. 
Okay. Yeah, I had. I feel like I had too many on my couch. Like we couldn't even sit down, so I had to like disperse them all over. <laughs> yeah, I have a couch in my basement that is not even for sitting anymore. It just houses my cushions. <laughs> That's our game. You did great. Awesome. I thought it was a fantastic game. I loved those questions. Yay. <laughs> well done. So I guess where can everybody find you? Tell us like your website, your Instagram, anything that people need to know if they have more questions or they want to hire you or anything like that. So my website is actually under construction currently because I am putting the whole sustainable side onto it now onto my website. So my website nice. will be launching soon and it will be very simple. It's Virginia and interiors.com. Okay. And my same, that's the same as my Instagram. My handle is virginia.and.interiors. And then yeah, Facebook, same thing. It's pretty easy. Just and there's no Love e that. on Anne. Virginia mm. Anne A N N. Always a little confusion there. Okay, well, this has been super helpful. So this is really is like in terms of your interior design, you really want to bring that sustainable aspect into what you do. So I'm sure you're kind of a niche in the interior design world. So I'm sure you can offer a lot of great help and suggestions. So if anybody has any questions, I'll, we, they can just contact you. Yeah. And don't, don't feel like if you have to be doing a major reno or anything like that, I do consultations. Mm. So even if you just are buying some new furniture and need some resources or need some help, you know, anything from that to a full reno. So yeah. Okay. That's I amazing. hope I could help. Amazing. Yeah. So well, thanks yeah. so much for having me. Yes, great. thank you so much. You are our first guest and we're so happy. Yay, I'm Yay. so honored. Thank you. Okay, ready? Okay. I'm reading a review. Five stars. This review is from Kale Lover95. Love the name. <laughs> Love Kale. Okay. <laughs> These girls bring a smile to my face every time I listen to an episode. I love to laugh and learn along with them. The content for this podcast covers a wide variety of topics with Katie and Liv, providing easy and simple tips, tricks, and changes anyone can implement. The classy versus trashy segment is honestly the best and makes me feel like we're all on this journey together. I appreciate how they never claim to be professionals. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> or experts. <laughs> True. <laughs> but just a couple of gals doing their best. You can feel their passion and they do their research while welcoming feedback from listeners. I am super excited you guys are having a professional come on an upcoming episode. <laughs> I highly encourage everyone to educate themselves on waste management practices. Inform yourselves on your city's programs and research what the process actually entails. Every episode leaves me inspired and ready to take on the world. Thank you for being a voice for working towards a zero waste life. Love y'all and keep up the great work. Um, pink flower emoji and then little mushroom emoji. Oh, cute. Okay, maybe yeah. she's saying that because some people we talk about like not really knowing much about recycling in other areas of the world. So True. it is a good point. You just kind of have to research it yourself. And as we said, we're hoping to get a recycling expert on at some point. So. Yeah, recycling and compost. And yeah. if not, yeah, we'll figure it out. We got you guys. We got yeah, it. We got you. <laughs> we got this. Okay. <laughs> just trust us. <laughs> just trust us so just rate and review we are mm. so excited to do a giveaway so you know get those reviews in soon but that is everything for this episode we really hope you enjoyed it and we will talk to you guys next week bye yeah, bye